Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your snackable daily podcast where we talk about everything entertainment and pop culture every day. Hi, I'm Laura Brodnick. I'm Mamma Mia's entertainment editor. And I'm Key Reese from Mamma Mia's influencer agency, Social Squad. And we had a lovely weekend together, didn't we? Well, we did sneak into a children's movie and I think we scared quite a lot of kids, but it's okay. That's just part of the job. And on the show today, Kendall Jenner is being sued for her role in Fire Festival, but is she really to blame? Someone calls me with more bad news, like every five minutes. Georgia Love and Lee Elliott are engaged. So how did the public know he was about to pop the question? I didn't really notice him the first night. You know, we kind of had a bit of a chat. There was nothing really there. Nice guy. Kind of took a couple of weeks and I spent a bit more time with him. And I was like, oh, you're, you're pretty funny. You know, mm. I like you. Mm. Took him on a date and then we just absolutely hit it off. But to kick off the show today, Nylon Germany is in some serious trouble. So over the weekend, they shared a now viral cover, which featured a reimagined Billie Eilish as a bald, topless avatar for an issue around the power of digital prodigy artists. She was not happy. And we have M. Vernum, our social media expert, in the studio today to talk us through it. What did she say? Hello. Well, yeah, this cover has um, caused a lot of controversy. It's since been deleted, but I don't know if you've guys seen it. But if it didn't have Billie Eilish's name on it, I would be like... Who the heck is that? I honestly couldn't tell. It's definitely very high art, I think is that kind of what they were going for. But she commented on their Instagram, is that right? Very upset. Yes, she commented on the actual picture and she said, What the f is this shit? One, I was never approached by Nylon about this piece whatsoever. I did not know it was happening, nor did anyone in my team. Two, this is not even a real picture of me. I had absolutely no creative input. Three, you're going to make this picture of me shirtless? That's not real. At 17 and make it the cover. Even if the picture was supposed to look like some robot version of me, I did not consent in any way. Four, and you're going to remove all my f***ing hair. Boo on you. I kind of love how she got back to them on this. Me too. But, okay, so the issue here is consent, an issue of consent. And I, was anyone else shocked? I think I'm the only person on the earth who didn't know that she was 17 years old. You're definitely the only person. I had no idea. So what has Nylon said in response? Have they come back about it? Yeah, and in a really weird way as well. So Nylon Germany um, removed that picture and put up kind of the same image, like the same digital image of two different people, Lena and Lisa, who are famous German twins. And they wrote the caption about the image. And then right at the bottom, they said they value and stand for artistic freedom, respect and respect the feelings of Billy and her fandom. But they didn't actually apologise. So they're taking the view that it was a tribute to her and they were celebrating her and it wasn't meant to be offensive. Yes, because the series is about um, digital prodigy artists. So that was kind of the whole the whole look they were going for. And so how can they get away with 
not getting her consent over the image. Is that kind of common to do? Yeah, I think that's where kind of the grey area here is a little bit because I can see why Billy's upset and yes. I can see why her fans are very upset, especially as you're saying because she's built this whole persona around being very private with her life and letting her music speak for her and mm-hmm. the way she dresses, not having her currency be her body, which is a really great message. But on the flip side of that, Nylon Germany haven't actually done anything wrong. If they've purchased that picture from a photo outlet, which they they would have done, they've yeah. bought the rights to it. They then have the right to use that photo on their product and they also have the right to alter it in any way they see fit. Like they have the right and they were really open about the fact that it wasn't meant to be an image of her. They're not saying that she sat for the photo. They're saying they took a really iconic image of an artist who has come of age and her talent has come up in the digital era and they've kind of reimagined her as this robotic force in like an art piece. So I think in that case, that's just what magazines do. Yeah, and I guess the reason why she's so upset is that her signature style or two elements of it is the fact that she always dresses in 90s attire that's really baggy and isn't one to show off her body in that kind of way. And obviously also her, like, amazing hair looks that she does. Yeah, the making so, her appear naked thing is obviously where they push yeah. the line a bit. But also in saying that, I've seen a lot of people say, like, you know, they, they made her naked on the cover. And mm. not to discount Billy's feelings at all, but she's not actually naked. You can only see from the very top of her shoulders going up into her face where they've made her look like this robotic avatar. Like, she looks very alien-like and Unworldly. I don't think anyone's thinking that that's Billie Eilish in the photo. Yeah, yeah, or that she's sexy. Like, that wasn't my feelings when I looked at the photo. I just kind of thought, like, first of all, who is that? Second of all, oh, that's Billie Eilish. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, like, it was totally weird. Well, I just think this whole, like, it was just one comment that she made and just kind of got blown out of proportion. Yeah. Well, every outlet yeah. picked it up and ran with it. People were, very- like, adding nylon, but then they were adding the US nylon, which is different to Germany nylon magazine. And they've come out and said yeah, something too. Yeah, so the US nylon magazine, they actually issued an apology on Twitter saying that they have no affiliation with Germany nylon. And it's just this whole thing. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is too wild. Yeah, it is crazy for a publication to throw another publication under the bus like that, even though they're not, right, as you're saying, they're not the same yeah. magazine, but they come under the same umbrella company. I don't know. I feel like this is getting very much in the way of the artistic freedom of magazines. Definitely. Yeah, it's a dicey one. Well, I guess we'll just see how it develops. Thanks so much, Em, for coming in today. See ya. Bye. <laughs> All these models, like, in the Bahamas. The most insane festival the world has ever seen. Island getaway turned disaster. It became very barbaric. Just wait until you see what you're getting yourselves into. Fire Festival is back in the headlines today with the announcement of a court case. It's been a few years since this whole disaster went down, so I'm going to give you a quick recap. The now infamous Fire Festival was a fraudulent quote-unquote luxury musical festival founded by entrepreneur Billy McFarland and rapper Ja Rule. Organisers used Instagram influencers, socialites and supermodels such as Kendall Jenner, Bella Hadid and Emily Ratatowski to promote the festival to their dedicated fan base. The festival was initially to be held on a private Bahamas island once owned by Pablo Escobar and guests were told they could travel via private jet and relax in VIP accommodation. The tickets ranged between $1,200 and $100,000 per ticket or ticket package. Instead of the luxury private jet and villas and gourmet meals... They flew out on old rickety planes, received pre-packaged sandwiches and slept in disaster relief tents. It turned out to be a disaster and the fallout was huge with attendees documenting every minute of their ordeal. I feel like that viral sandwich picture will never die. Trying to rent a car for the weekend. 
Long shot. In October 2018, Billy McFarlane was sentenced to six years in prison in order to forfeit $26 million US. So is the axe now about to fall on the supermodels and socialites that promoted it? Laura, can you explain the news today? Yes, so proving that Fire Festival is just the media gift that keeps on giving, today um, court documents have been released stating that stars such as Kendall Jenner and Emily Ratajkowski are being sued over the money they were paid in their role in promoting the event. So there's a trustee who's kind of handling all the bankruptcy around the event and the lawsuit claims that Kendall Jenner was paid $275,000 for a single social media post. So what's happening here is that it's not so much the models and personalities that were involved in the initial marketing of the event. It was the ones that linked on their social media like Kendall Jenner and kind of led people to believe in their personal brands about what was going to be at the festival, which obviously didn't come out to play. Got it. So that's why Bella Hadid hasn't been named in Kendall and... Yeah, she hasn't been named so far. So, like, someone like Emily Ratajkowski was paid, like, $300,000 for their social media posts. And the issue with Kendall's is she kind of stated that Good Music, which is the label that her brother-in-law Kanye West owns, she said that they would be involved in the festival, kind of leading people to believe that Kanye West would be performing there, which kind of started that whole avalanche of fake advertising around the event and who was going to be there. And a lot of people are saying that Kendall Jenner is just a bit of a scapegoat for this. And in a way she is, because there's a huge amount of celebrities named in this lawsuit, but obviously she's kind of the most prevalent. And so she's the one who's copying a lot of the blame. And I think the added layer to that was that she didn't disclose that she was being paid for it or that was an advertisement. So no one had any idea. That was the thing. They all just posted on their social media those orange tiles and they linked to go to the Fire Festival site. They were kind of trying to build this mystery around it. But you're right. They never actually disclosed that they were being paid for it. They kind of led people to believe that they themselves were excited for the event, that they were going to attend the event and stuff, which is why thousands of people forked over so much money. And it kind of feeds into this thing. Like she did apologise in a profile with the New York Times, I think like a year or so later, in which she just said that she tries to do her research with companies that she works with but she said you know this was a new company it was a new idea and sometimes you just have to have faith but I don't think when there's that amount of money not when there's that amount of money changing hands and not when you are she's a peak influencer like she is the very top of that influencing triangle where she can take a brand from zero to very well known with one social media post and I just think if that's your business you have to have a better hand in what you're promoting. Yeah there's definitely a duty of care there I think for any influencer who's spruiking products especially something of that nature like the amounts of money people were shelling out to go to this festival. So do we think that she's to blame? Like I don't know I'm in two two about it. I don't know if she is to blame but I definitely think that there should have been some kind of backstory there or her contract should have been better and so it should have had some kind of clause in it that would protect her from being sued. I mean I don't think the question is is she to blame for Fire Festival being the garbage fire that it was of an event I think you know before you get to blaming Kendall Jenner there's 30 other people who are involved in that who are much more liable than she is and I think that's why this is coming out two years later you know the founders already in jail other people have already been fined there's already been public fundraisers to try and give the people of that island the workers who weren't paid who showed up money to give money back so I think this is getting down now to an advertising complaint and if you're just looking at the rules of advertising on social media she's 100% to blame and also she does have a bit of a history of I know she gets hit harder than everyone else because of who she is and her family and all that sort of stuff. But she does have a bit of a history of spruiking bad products. I mean, the Pepsi commercial. Oh, 
no. you can't you get You've you get to a stage the commercial <laughs> you get to a stage where you're at that level of being an influencer of running a business with that public profile it gets to the stage where you can't just plead ignorance to get yourself out of things and ignorance will not get you out of a lawsuit that's yeah, for sure that whole family always plead ignorance to that and I, I think that when you're the most powerful family or group of women on social media you can no longer do that you should have the you know the team in place that manages that so that doesn't happen Pepsi was just a prime example of her not having any idea and her management equally not having any idea. I guess time will tell if we see Kendall Jenner in a courtroom sorting this out soon. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move. And we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. I never applied to be on The Bachelorette. I was actually approached about it. And so I kind of had this moment where I was like, well, that... That must be for some reason. And when this opportunity came to me, I thought this this has got to be for some greater good. And I, I kind of trusted in the world and, and believed in the signs. And mm. yeah, I think it paid off. It certainly did in my personal life anyway. Ex-Bachelorette and journalist Georgia Love got engaged to partner Lee Elliott over the weekend. Lee whisked Georgia away for a surprise holiday to the Hawkesbury River in celebration of her birthday and their three-year anniversary. So for those of you who don't remember, the couple met in 2016 while filming The Bachelorette with Lee beating out Maddie J in the series finale. Laura, did you see this coming? I actually didn't. And now that I'm talking to you and everyone else about it, I feel like I was the only person who didn't realise this whole big jetting off to Sydney for a surprise birthday weekend, staying in these fancy hotels and all the social media little breadcrumbs they laid before they announced it. But they just talked so much in so many interviews over the last two years over the fact that they're constantly being asked when they're getting married, when they're going to have kids. And, you know, Georgia Love said in so many different interviews that, you know, they're really happy with where they are now and they're happy to stay in the world they're in because they feel like they're very far behind other couples like Maddie J and Laura Byrne who you know are engaged and have a baby and all the other bachelor couples seem to be very much on that route or broken up so they're kind of the little middle layers of that world but I think too that people forget that they've had such a difficult road from when they got together on The Bachelorette because obviously Georgia Love's mother very sadly passed away just after the finale aired so she's been really open about talking about that the first few months of their relationship were something that would be difficult for couples who had been together for five years, let alone a couple who had just got together on a reality TV show and who were finally allowed to be in public for the first time. And there's all these interviews where she talks about just lying on the floor and crying and screaming and having Lee hold her. And so I think that's why this weekend people were just so genuinely excited to see them get engaged. Yeah, and I like that they did it in their own time. As you mentioned, they had such a rough trot to begin with, with a lot of things that many people wouldn't make through and hardly knowing each other. Like, they've just done such a great job and I am so stoked for but both of them. But you saw it coming now. Now I feel like an I idiot know. because you 
you could see the whole time they're about to get engaged. It made me think of that couple in the um, in the states who had that whole sponsored engagement, and they oh, had yeah. it play out all over their social media. Not that I think that Georgia and Lee no. had it sponsored, but it was almost like what that couple wanted us to believe that they were having this amazing engagement weekend, and everyone was following along on social media. So it was like building up to this thing that I didn't see coming, but you did. I know I did. As soon as I'd seen that he'd whisked her away, um, and that she got a manny, I was like, oh, this is just the perfect recipe for an amazing engagement and then when it happened I was like yes I'm so good at my little predictions yes you're very smart so I guess we're looking forward down to all the other engagement picks and the wedding the picks wedding. Can't wait for that. Well, congrats guys congrats thank you for listening to The Spill today we love hearing from you so if you have any topic suggestions please email us at thespill at mamamia.com.au also we'd love to know what you get up to while you're listening why not post a story on Instagram and tag us at Entertainment. And while you're listening, remember to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the episodes and leave us a review. We love feedback. The Spill is produced by Hannah Bowman. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye.